you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for our Touched by a Horse podcast. And nope, Silly Dane is not with me today. Today, I have a dear friend of mine and a graduate from my Equine Gestalt Coaching Program, Adriana Alexander. Adriana, thanks for being on with me today. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Well, I want to start out by saying location and all that. So Exquisite Strides is the name of Adriana's company. And she's located in Mariana, Arizona, which is just north, Morana, just north of Tucson. I'm an old Arizonan, so I've been actually down there. But a lot of people, it's a smaller town, sweet town, right? And you moved down there from Cave Creek. How long ago? I sure did. I've been down here for about exactly a year now. Nice, nice. Do you like it? I love it. You know, I wasn't very familiar with this area when we decided to up and move. And all of a sudden we went from five acres to 20 and our horse population grew very, very much as that property grew too. Right. (laughs) Have space, we'll put horse on it, right? That's the way that, that's the way that works for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So we want to go into a little bit about you personally, and then the services through equine gestalt coaching that you provide and, and how I think you're quite unique. So I I love that. Uh, So I usually ask everybody as we're starting, out on this did and I already know the answer but I want it from you did you have horses when you were a child I did so my dad was a horseman and he married a woman that had pretty much absolutely nothing to do with horses whatsoever so growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area we didn't have the space to have a horse in our backyard, much to my dismay. But we did have a ranch about two hours away where my dad bred and raised racing quarter horses. And so I grew up watching these mamas have their babies and that whole beautiful experience. And when I turned four years old, my dad put me in English riding lessons closer to the house. And that kind of gave me the more formal training with horses. That's how I got into show jumping. And it gave me the the feel for horses that I have today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the education, not everybody gets that opportunity to have some more formal education of how horses operate and in what way. But I love that you started out seeing the broodmares and the little weanlings by their side and that whole process in there. Your dad continued on And I know that it was a great loss for you in 2018 when he passed. And that was a a tough thing and a sudden thing and all of that. This year, he got quite the honor. Walk us through what your dad, John Andrani, achieved. Yeah, he did. Uh, This year, he was inducted into the American Quarter Horse Hall of Fame, which to him was the highest honor. I remember years ago, he brought me out to Amarillo, Texas to be a part of the induction of some of his good friends and to see the American Quarter Horse Hall of Fame Museum. And he just thought it was the coolest thing. And so this really was such a high, high honor for him. Absolutely. And those of you who are listening, if you ever get near Fort Worth, Texas, you want to go to the AQHA for their tour on how they do everything, how they track everything. And their incredible museum 
it is quite the honor to make it into the Hall of Fame in all the different areas of America's largest breed, which is is the American Quarter Horse. Yeah, and it, it isn't Amarillo. There's not Amarillo, not Fort Worth. Amarillo. My shame, <laughs> yeah. my shame. I know Texas very well. I was born in Bryan. I know it's Amarillo. I've been there many times. Thank you for correcting me on that. Fort Worth is where a lot of the shows happen at the big um, at the big show center there. But you're right, Amarillo is the. And it's probably more exciting too in Fort Worth. Yeah, but I think it's exciting to go. I remember touring it. And of course, I'm kind of a business junkie. So I remember going through and seeing how they track all these registration forms. And it's quite the feat. They've really tracked this as our American breed, the main breed that we have, which of course is international today. But there are not a lot of inductees into the Hall of Fame. That is a huge honor for your dad. And and I, I don't know, but I hope it works that he knows even from the other side of the veil that he made it in there. So it's really quite something to be inducted in there. So you went on in in your horse career. And when you were finished showing, you know, walk me through kind of what your horse career has been personally. Right. So I walked away from the show jumping world and went to college thinking that I would find some depth within myself without horses. And that didn't last very long. (laughs) And when I was 23, probably, I actually moved back to my family's ranch and helped to run their breeding program. And that is when I was introduced to my beautiful gray and white horse, Viper. And I was in a life coach training program at that time already. And he made it very clear to me that I was not doing my personal work. (laughs) Viper did. I've had the honor of working, of coaching alongside Viper as a partner. He's amazing. Okay, so there's a lot of horses that are very good at this. He's like, he's amazing. I would just, my hat's off to Viper. If we had an EGC Hall of Fame, he'd be in the Equine EGC Hall of Fame for sure. So he's quite something. Oh, I love it. (laughs) He's quite something. (laughs) So how, how was he gently, not so gently, probably directly pointing that out to you that he wanted you to get some of your own personal stuff done? So I had never really had a desire to learn how to team rope for the the people that are unfamiliar with team roping it's a timed event a rodeo event where one horse and rider run up and they rope a cow and the other half of the team ropes the back feet and so i was learning how to do this with viper and we were getting along quite well but the problem was that i could never seem to catch him he was turned out in a big pasture behind the barn with another horse two other horses and a goat actually And he would get the horses kicking up dust and the goat would fly around. And it it took a good 30 to 45 minutes for me to be able to catch him. So one day I went out there and I was just having a heck of a day. And I had an emotional breakdown just right in the middle of the flying dust, the flying goat, the flying horses. And I really got honest with myself about my own personal issues. I had been struggling with eating disorders for years and nobody had known about it. And so I had this moment of getting real and here comes this horse and brings me in for a huge hug. And I knew in that moment that he would be willing to partner with me and be there with me 100% of the way. 
but only if I was willing to be 100% myself, good, bad, and ugly. Right. Your authentic self. Exactly. That's really what they want. And I guess he was telling you that by, I don't want to be caught to go do that. That's not who you are. And that's not what you want to do. And and all of that. How did you find my program? I probably knew the story when you were in, but I don't remember. How'd you find out? Yeah. So after that moment, I had a feeling that there was something more to the horse human partnership. And I finished my life coach training program that I was in at the time. And your name floated through the grapevine multiple times just from other coaches that I had known. And so I got hooked up with Devin and she ultimately connected with me and got me connected with you. Sweet, sweet. That's great. And we love that because most of our students, I would say the majority, maybe 70% of our students come from a referral or an experience that people have had with another one of our coaches. And you, Adriana, have been such a great support post-graduation of sending us incredible people. And I thank you definitely from the back of my heart for the people that you send uh, to us in training. I always see your name and I think I want to, I want to take this one really seriously because they're coming kind of endorsed by you. We're getting smarter about checking. Did this person see it on your website or do you know them personally, right? Because there's a big difference there. Sometimes they see it on, you know, exquisitestrides.com. You haven't met them personally. So we're getting smarter at checking that out <laughs> to make sure they're, they're in there. Right. And I do a lot of demos too. So in my demos, there are a lot of people that come to kind of see what I'm doing and they don't always um, come back necessarily to do personal work with me, but they go directly to you, which I think is wonderful. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for that. So I'm aware you have sort of a specialty. So I would say you are one of the graduates of our program, one of the practitioners that has such a depth of coaching background, a horse background. I mean, you're definitely multi-competent and I can't think of anyone that could ask for a session with me that if they were in Arizona or they were looking for something that I would not, you know, refer to you. I would quickly say, please go see Adriana. So if you're a listener today and you're looking for someone um, you know, I put a star by her name. She's very, very, very competent and good at what she does. I will say you have a specialty. And so sometimes when people are asking us for a referral, they ask by geography. So if somebody's in Arizona, we would say, go see Adriana. Other people ask by specialty. And I would say that the specialty for you is kind of all stages of motherhood, which is a lot of women. So all stages of motherhood, that stage of even the stage of I'm having trouble conceiving. So all stages of motherhood. So for you, is that a fair way to say that? It's kind of encompasses everything it means to be a mom. Absolutely. From the very beginning stages of do we want to conceive or do we want to have another child all the way to grandmotherhood and the relationship with adult children and grandchildren. How about step parents? Like if somebody's becoming a stepmother, she doesn't have children biologically of her own, but she marries a man who or marries a partner who has children of their own. Is that something you're working with as well? Absolutely, yes. All stages. 
there's a lot to that all the way around. Probably one of the most complex things that we do in life as women, right, is make that decision of being a mom, or maybe the decision was made for us to be a mom, or maybe we married somebody, like I said, who has a child, or our daughter has a daughter, like you said, that's in there, or child that's in there too. I don't really know this, and I'm sure your website says it, but I'm sure you do what we call one-on-one sessions. So somebody listening now and they think, boy, I do need to talk to somebody about my parenting, my motherhood, how I feel about it. Maybe they're going through in vitro to, to become a mom. The whole journey is complex. They can have a private session with you. Then on top of that, are you doing groups and retreats? Yes, absolutely. We have a group going right now that's twice a month. I am actually opening up two more groups, which by the time this podcast airs, they might actually already be in full swing. So I will have two women's groups and one teen girl group going here very shortly. And the teen girls, are they all moms or or all teens? That's kind of an open to all teens, all teen girls? No, it's all teens, um, 13 to 17. So for me, the the benefit of a group, I've run a lot of groups, the benefit of if you're a listener of being a member of a group is something we call at Touch by Horse borrowed benefit. So you're there, you're scared at first, you show up to group, you sit with maybe nine or 10 other women who you don't know. After that very first night, you realize I have found a sisterhood. I have found people who are being authentic and real. I have found a safe and sacred place to belong and to bring out in great confidentiality my struggles with motherhood or my excitement or my sorrow, whatever it is. It's all a judgment-free zone. It's economical to be in a group. I will say that. But probably the best part of it is finding that tribe, finding that sisterhood that just says, you know what, I don't see these women necessarily on a daily basis or at work or at church or anywhere else. That group is sacred to me. That's my time, you know, time with them. So if you're thinking of a group and you're in that area, boy, I I highly endorse that experience. Now, not everybody can get to you twice a month because you know, they live further away, but they're hearing this podcast and they're thinking, I resonate with her. I want to meet her. I want to work with her. They might come for a retreat. So walk us through what does your retreat look like? If there's a title for it, what do you do at your retreats? Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. 
So right now, the retreats that I've been doing are private retreats. So coming in on a Thursday evening or a Friday evening, and then doing two full days of work together to really have the space to process and reflect and do some of that deep healing that we know so well in the equine gestalt world. There's a lovely ranch close by to here called the White Stallion Ranch. And so I've had some retreat participants come down and spend a couple days at White Stallion and then do their few days with me and then go back to White Stallion again. We have accommodations here as well for private retreats. So if somebody's coming in from out of state, they fly into Tucson, they contact you, book the retreat, fly into Tucson, come on down where you are. They stay on site if they want to at your place for the retreat. They are welcome to us. Even the word retreat, I want to dig into that just a little bit. It's really such an opportunity that moms in particular do not give themselves and they need to. It's that great unplug, that unplug time to look at how am I feeling as a mom? What am I dealing well with? What am I struggling with? Really that very group feeling that I'm not the only mom that feels like, what have I done by having these three kids? You know, it's like, wow, it's a commonality experience and a chance for people to really, for women to just unplug and remember who they are. Because For me, I think when my kids were, especially when they were little, there just didn't seem like there was much time to remember who I was and what I wanted to do and what what my needs were. It was all kind of about them, which is appropriate, but tough. So do you set it up that way? Like, do they get a massage or they sleep in or what, what's the experience like for the women that come? Yeah. So I do have a massage therapist that comes in and does massage if the client wishes. There's a lot of spaciousness around our time here. And what I love about that is that as opposed to a private session at the end of the session, you just go right back into real life again. Whereas here, right. <laughs> yeah, we take the time to really slowly get to the depth of who you are and everything else that comes up around that. And a lot of the time there's the trauma that comes up that needs to be healed. And it affects the way that we are as partners and as parents and as children to, you know, our own parents. And so getting to heal all of that in a place that is completely unplugged and not be thrown right back into real life again with a screaming baby or, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is the demands. Yeah. The demands of motherhood. They're, they're real, you know, all of those. I love that. And, and we talk a lot about in this podcast, the essence of gestalt being that unfinished business. And, and that could be unfinished business with their mother, my mother, your mother, anyone's mother that mother-daughter relationship is tricky. That we're di- we have big dynamics. Women do, and that mother—not to put blame on mother in any way—but gosh, there are ways that each of us were parented by our mothers that we say, "Boy, I loved that. How my mom did that. I want to be that kind of mom. I want to do that for my children." And to be honest, there are ways our mothers mothered us that we said, "That is not fit for me. I'm going to treat my children quite differently from that." I'm going to lead my household differently from how she led her household. I'm going to react to 
you know, my partner differently than she did, whatever it might be, my discipline's going to be different. And that changes through the generations, it changes culturally, changes in a lot of ways. And, and we know, of course, that some of us come from functioning families, and others come from dysfunctioning families, that's just the truth of it. And so if we grew up, with a not so good experience from our own mom, we have to carry that awareness to not be that way with our own kids. Well, the easiest way is do our unfinished business around it. Do a session, go to a retreat, get a personal session, go and see Adriana and spend a couple of days at her place for three or four private sessions. You'll be done. You could just leave and, and get it behind you. So you're not carrying it. You're not carrying it subconsciously or consciously into your parenting with your child. And I think there's probably no more important unfinished business to do than that is to understand, you know, what that is. And gosh, I mean, there's no perfect mother, myself, yourself, none of us would say we're the perfect mom. You know, we all have our different walk in it. And uh, if my daughter had lived long enough and had her own children, I'm sure even for me, she would say, Mom, I loved how you did this, but I really didn't like how you did this. That's what it's all about. We raise kids to be hopefully better than us, but also um, to find their own way and express their, their mothering in their own way. So I wonder if you have a great example for us today, because people ask for that all the time. Like, I don't understand what the Gestalt work is. I don't get what a session is. Do you have a great example you could offer up today of a mom and your horse and work that you're doing? I do. So I had worked with this lovely client. She had a two-year-old Son at the time, and she had so much trauma, Melissa. It was, I honor this client with my entire being because it's a miracle that she's on the planet today, to tell you the truth, with all of the trauma that she's been through, physical and emotional. And when she came to me, she was ready to let it all go. And so we worked together for a few months privately. And on top of that, she came to just about every single women's group that I had up until May of last year. I end my coaching season in May because it just gets so gosh darn hot here in Arizona. And so at our last group during our check-in, she said, you know, for the first time in my life, the biggest thing that I'm struggling with right now is what I'm going to do for my birthday. And she said, I've never even really thought about celebrating my birthday before now. And she had really stepped up over the, the previous few months to clean out all of that unfinished business and heal all of her trauma so that she wouldn't pass it on to her baby. And so that wouldn't seep into her marriage with her husband. So that to me is the ultimate testament of this work and what it does for us. Yeah. And, and the respect that we hold for clients who make those decisions to move into conscious parenting and clean that stuff up and, and be the best they can be kind of to change, change the cycle. Right now you also have gotten into working with teens, right? So it's a little different gestalt with teens than gestalt with adults. Teens developmentally sometimes don't have that 
deep reflection because they're in it. They're currently in their stuff more than more than always reflecting back or gaining that kind of adult insight. But there's so much to do with them and so much that can they deal with bullying and body issues and oh my gosh, you know, so many different things. So do you have retreats for teens or or group for teens or how are you working with teens? Yeah. So Right now, I'm working privately one-on-one with teens, and I'm getting ready to start that teen girls group here very soon. And it is. It's a completely different experience for these teenagers. I feel like my mission with them is to help them survive the next <laughs> few years and come out the other side. Right. And, and find really a safe confidant that they may feel one way at 15, they might have an experience that by 17, they feel differently, but they think, I know who I could talk to about this. I could go back to Adriana and do a session with her about it. So gosh, it is, um, it's great to have you as a resource for those kids. I'm sure their parents are very happy to have you in that local area. Yeah. I had a 14 year old girl just this week who at the end of our session, we had worked through some of her anxiety and at the very end, I was walking her to her mom's car. Her mom was waiting in the in the truck. And she said, you know, you're starting to become my favorite person. And <laughs> I'm still emotional about this, not because I want to be anybody's favorite person, but because I really do aim to be that confidant for these teens so that they can have a safe place to open up and process and feel their feelings and the hormones and everything that could be happening because being a teenager, especially a teen girl nowadays is very, very hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as that same teen girl, five years from now as a young adult and 10 years from now, you're young, you'll be working with them for a long time to come. So that's, that's great to have you as that local resource. Maybe they, you know, will think twice before marrying the wrong guy and all kinds of stuff we could prevent, right? The red flags that we all wish we had had somebody honest in our life that would say, well, now hold on, let's just see if this is really the right, you know, match for you. And so I can see you're going to be an ongoing uh, resource for them uh, for, for years to come. So that's great. Do you have a good example of a teen? Because the work is a little different with a teen. You have a great example of a teen? Yeah. So she definitely would have been the teen that I had just mentioned. She is working through anxiety and a lot of pressure from various different sources. And so we take it slower. The The gestalt doesn't seem to be quite necessarily as deep, but they open up to the level that they are able to. I usually do a follow-up phone call with the adults, you know, about a week after the teenagers, we do not do a follow-up call. <laughs> Because talking on the phone with a teen is not always the most productive thing. <laughs> right, right. It's, it is a texting generation too. So you probably could get away with a text <laughs> easier for sure. That's great. Now, another thing I want to just make sure listeners understand too is how much horse knowledge do they need to have before they come to your retreat or join your group? How much do they have to have their own horse, know about horses? Where are you with that? 
No horse experience necessary. Had somebody just this morning come in who was afraid of horses and she left this this morning hugging my horse and hanging on his neck. And I honestly feel like she probably forgot she had been afraid of him in the beginning. And so yeah, so any kind of horse experience is welcome, but no horse experience is necessary whatsoever. Right. And I, I'm just saying that because I don't want people to assume that. Like, well, I don't know anything about horses, so I don't think this will work for me. It's actually almost easier if you don't have a lot of experience with horses because you don't come in with a pre-assumption of what they're saying to you or the behavior that they're demonstrating because we have decoded a lot of their behavior in the healing realm. And even people who work with horses professionally haven't decoded that. So Adriana is highly trained to figure out like, oh, this is this is where this horse is pulling energy off of you and discharging it, or this is why he's aligning that part of his body with you, et cetera, et cetera. So if you have no understanding of horses, and I will say, if you have a fear, like she's just mentioning this woman, much of the work happens with the horse on what we call free liberty. So the horse has no halter, bridle, saddle, or anything on them. And it can be done with a fence between you and the horse very well. So that's something that you gauge for yourself and that Adriana pays close attention to. And Or sometimes it's somebody who's pretty late in their pregnancy. We don't want them on the same side of the fence with the horse just for safety. You can still do your work because you can do it from your body on one side of the round pen fence and the horse on free liberty on the other. And it works really, really well. So I had a mom not too long ago at seven months pregnant. And I told her, I think she was disappointed, but I told her, I really want to be ultra safe with you. And she was there because she had miscarried a child before and she was carrying over that grief into this pregnancy and that fear over into this pregnancy it was a late term miscarriage. And so we did all of her work and all her grief and everything. And she was amazed when she went to leave. We ended up putting him on a, a halter and lead and she ended up petting him and brushing him and having a really great experience. So, so whatever your horse experience is, we dial up and we dial down to keep you safe and also get the information from the horses that you want. So that's powerful. I also have a mini horse named Little Wayne who <laughs> is a magnificent healer. He will climb in a client's yes. lap to get to their heart. <laughs> so any nice. excuse he can get to get in with a client, he will take it. That's great. And they're not scary at all. Everybody wants to put them in their trunk and take them home. They just love the the minis. My minis too. They're hardworking and and they their mind and their their healing experience is the same as a horse. So yeah, absolutely. They're just in a tinier package. So it's it's pretty special for sure. Well, any last comments you want to make to our listeners about about T-Ball, about your program, about anything at all, my friend. So fun to have you on here. Anything else you want to share with people? The only thing that I would emphasize, I feel like is emphasized by a lot of your certified practitioners, and that is to please do your work, whether it's with Melissa or 
a certified practitioner elsewhere, it is so worth it. Some of my clients refer to me as some not very nice names because we usually have people crying within the first couple minutes, but it really is like ripping off a Band-Aid. And sometimes the Band-Aid has a little bit of super glue on the other side. But once you rip that Band-Aid off and heal that trauma, it is so much better um, stepping forward in joy and authenticity. It's absolutely worth it to do that work. Absolutely. Changes every relationship in your life, past, present, and future. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Well, good. Hey, this winter when it's cold, wherever you are, as you're listening to this, remember that Adriana's in Arizona. It's nice and warm there all winter long. It'd be good to go down there and meet her, do some sessions with her, whether you join in on a retreat or you book something privately with her. I have clients that fly in. They'll fly in, say, on a on a Wednesday evening. I meet them that evening. We kind of get to know each other a little bit. Then we do a session Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. They fly back out Friday morning. So we can make it and customize it where it's easy for you. And uh, all winter long, great excuse to get out of the snow and the cold and get down there to see Adriana. Uh, She's welcome to uh, for you to reach out to her. Go to exquisitestrides.com, Adriana Alexander. And I can't thank you enough for being on here with me today. I do want to say these podcasts are partially supported by Hope Through Horses. So check out hopethroughhorses.com. They assist when people need it in our tuition. They assist our certified practitioners in business development that they need to do. And they assist underserved populations who sometimes need that support and can't afford it. And so if you're listening to this and you're in the Tucson area or anywhere between Tucson and Mexico, and you think of an underserved teen population that you think Adriana would be the key for, she can help you apply for an application to get a grant so that those teens can come and see her and and benefit from this this work. So thank you, Hope Through Horses. Adriana, thanks for being on with me today. How fun was this? Thank you very much. This was so, so much fun. Good. Everybody go see her at Exquisite Strides. Thanks, you guys. Talk to you later. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.